Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Edwin. Thankful morning, Andrew. Happy Thanksgiving, Edwin. Happy Thanksgiving. I mean, technically a week early for us, but... <laughs> well, I mean, we, but we know, we know. It's November 25th, the year of our Lord, 2021. (laughs) And it is a thankful day. So let me just ask you before we jump into our text, is there something that you're thankful for today? I think today that I'm especially thankful for family. It's a blessing that my in-laws are able to be in town uh, as well as my parents. And we're all gathering around my table today to spend some time with each other. And that's really a special thing. How about yourself? Yeah, so I, well, listen, we've just, it's been a tough year, man. It's been a tough two years. Oh, it it's really has. It's been a tough two it years. Really has. And I think I am thankful. I want to go ahead and, and I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say two things. I mean, I think I obviously have to say, and I know you agree with me, just thankful the fact that all this junk that's gone on communally, nationally, and, and then even just my own personal stuff that's been happening this year, I'm still saved. Yeah, you know, none of that got in the way of me being in a relationship with Jesus. Parts us from the love of Christ, and I am very, very thankful for that, and I hang on to that. But today, I'm especially thankful for my wife, uh, Marita. Just uh, there, you know, there've been things going on, and she's just a trooper. She's been hanging in there and uh, patient with me because I don't always handle them quite as well. And so I'm very thankful for her today. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm thankful for family in general, but very specifically uh, just dealing with, with that as well. So, And I'm thankful that we get to talk a little bit more about Matthew chapter 12. And I'm thankful that we have faithful listeners who, even though it's Thanksgiving, they're listening to this conversation today to be in the Word of God. Or, or maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow or the next day, <laughs> driving around Black Friday shopping, throw on a podcast or two. Well, let's talk about Matthew chapter 12. I think it would be good to read about verse 33 through 42. You up for that? Absolutely. I've got that right here in the New King James Version, Matthew 12, 33 through 42. Jesus speaking, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned." Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. Greater than Jonah 
greater than Solomon. I want to talk about that, but I want to back up just a little bit. And, uh, you know, yesterday we observed the Passover on probably the biggest question in the passage that we read. On fasting? (laughs) (laughs) I heard we've observed the Passover on it a couple of times. Yeah, we've observed the Passover on it as well. But uh, no, no, I'm talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and I, I don't want us to spend our 15 minutes today on that topic, because uh, there's just so much we could say in so many different directions. I do want to recognize, though, that even though our Bibles, at least mine, has a heading Mm -hmm. in between that statement about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and this statement about the good fruit and the bad fruit, there's a heading there, which makes it seem like we're just moving on to something else. But as you began your reading, you remember you had to say, Jesus is speaking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because this is actually a continuation of what Jesus just said. This is not a new section. This is Jesus moving on. And he's talked about the blasphemy against him, the blasphemy against the Spirit. These are... These are verbal sins. Mm-hmm. Blasphemy is a verbal sin. And he moves right into that saying, look, guys, you got to make the fruit good. If the fruit isn't good, then the tree, the root, is obviously not good. Which, for all the arguments and the disagreements we might have on exactly what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is, I think from that we can recognize that we're not dealing with something that's just, I committed an external action that now has me condemned forever and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Jesus is talking about a frame of mind, a heart problem, a heart issue, an underlying root issue that produces this kind of thing. So I guess I just want to relieve from anyone's mind that they might have accidentally said something that or, or done something that was this kind of unpardonable sin and there's just nothing they can do about it ever. Right. No, I agree 100%. Uh, that what, what, (laughs) The issue becomes that when our heart and our mouth is rejecting the salvation that only comes from God, and this revealed by His Spirit, well, then no. If you're going to reject the forgiveness and its source, then that is unforgivable. You're rejecting forgiveness. In fact, what we have is Jesus' response to, guys, if you do this, there will never be forgiveness. So here's what I'm telling you to do about this. Yeah. Make the fruit good. That's it. Make the root good. If you're doing that, if you're making the root and the fruit good, if you're submitting the root and the fruit to the Spirit of God, then you're not committing the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is in a place where he can perceive and understand the hearts of those who are speaking to him and attacking, right? What's the rule? What's the wisdom here? The mouth is the tell. Whatever's going on in our hearts, that's coming out in our speech, in our words. Jesus speaks to these Pharisees who have been saying of all things that he's from Beelzebub, and he calls them a brood of vipers, and particularly because they seem to say good things and right things, their hearts are wicked. Yeah. Which but means, he knew their hearts. Which means that no matter how good what they said seemed to be, yeah. it actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. It actually mm-hmm. wasn't. And so then we move on to the scribes and Pharisees responding to all of this. Uh, he said, you know, we wish to see a sign. Our, okay, you guys hey, have hey. already admitted I'm a healer. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, he had he has talked about, and we, we did a, a program or two on it, a couple of cities who saw so many signs. Yeah. Bethsaida, Chorazin. Yeah. And the, the frustration was 
they were not repenting. Mm-hmm. They were not turning to to follow God because of those signs. And I mean, it's it's at this point, it's kind of like a deja vu moment. Now you've got another people coming up demanding a sign. I've been doing signs. It's not moving the needle. You, you've actually admitted I'm a healer. You, you, you've come to me and asked me on the Sabbath, look, are you really allowed to heal on the Sabbath? You guy who can heal every other day of the week? What, what more do you want from me? Yeah, when I was healing the other day, you called me the devil. And yeah. now you want me to do some more healing? In other words, what kind of sign would work? And so yeah, he says, an evil question. and an adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but there's not going to be one given to it except for one. You know what? There will be one sign. And that's going to be the sign of Jonah, that just like Jonah was in the fish three days and three nights, the Son of Man is going to be in the earth three days and three nights. And he's going to come up, and the men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Here's someone who actually dies. You know, Jonah thought he was going to die. All the people who threw him overboard thought he was going to die. But a fish scoops him up, and for three days and three nights, he's in the pit, if you will. He is in this seeming realm of death. But then he gets vomited back up on the surface, and he goes and he preaches to Nineveh. And what's fascinating is he actually doesn't preach repentance to Nineveh. He does not. He preaches judgment. Yeah. 40 days and y'all are done. But what did they do? They repented at the word of judgment. Yeah. They repented in sackcloth and ash from the greatest to the least, from the king all the way down to the pauper. I think the animals, too. Yeah, I don't they, think they, they said— covered them up and stuff. You know, they didn't say, hey, you're not allowed to judge us. Hey, this is not nice. You're being mean. What they said was, we better straighten up. Yeah. And they did for a time. Yeah, they did for a time. For a time. And because of that, they escaped the judgment. And Jesus says, look, there's someone greater than Jonah here. He's already said there's someone greater than the temple here. We got that a couple of days ago. Now we've got greater than Jonah. One of the things that I've always observed or noticed about Jonah is that while he's preaching judgment, and he is incredibly successful as a preacher, a whole city uh, repents, right? But he was against it. He was against the people. He wasn't for the people. He wanted God to judge those people. The book of Jonah ends. He's angry with God because I knew you'd be merciful. I knew you'd forgive him. And he didn't want them to. He did not want God to forgive them. He wanted them to be judged. Here is Jesus Christ who is humbling himself and laying everything down because he wants us to be saved. I tell you, that is great. Well, he is greater than Jonah. He he loves his enemies. Jonah hates his enemies, preaches just judgment. Jesus comes in loving his enemies, preaching repentance. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting that today people think we hate people when we preach repentance? You well, don't, you don't and love they also, me. They also think we hate people when we talk about judgment. <laughs> well, they do. But we come in, the reason we present judgment is because, look, there's you want to repent. You need to repent. Yeah. Well, there's there's life and death on the line. Right. And and we're, we are begging you and pleading that you will repent. You know, this actually, oh, there's so much I want to go through here with Jonah. But let's also talk about Solomon. He goes on to talk about the Queen of Sheba who comes in to listen mm-hmm. to Solomon's Wisdom. wisdom but there's a greater than solomon now 
And I remember Solomon's wisdom in Proverbs chapter 2. Solomon's wisdom in Proverbs chapter 2 cries out at the head of the street and says, how long are you going to go with a fool? How Mm. long are you going to turn to the seductive woman? How long are you going to turn to the idols? As I think what really is going on there. And he's saying that is folly. He says, here's the thing. Here's what Solomon's wisdom said, though. I cried out to you. I called to you. I pleaded with you, but you didn't listen. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a day when calamity falls upon you and then you'll call out to me but because you didn't listen to me when I called I will laugh at your calamity judgment is coming and Jesus says look there's a greater than Solomon here I'm telling you judgment is coming please repent turn back be like the queen of Sheba be like Nineveh turn and repent at this preaching of wisdom at this declaration because there's going to be a time when it's too late there's going to be a time when you don't get to do that anymore you said I want to say so much about Jonah, and it is intriguing here. I'm just trying. I don't want to say this incorrectly, but I think as we've just been reading through Matthew, it's hard because they all run together they for do. me. Yeah, they yeah. all run together for me. But I think as we've been reading through Matthew, this is the first allusion to resurrection. Um, I'm not sure about that. I'd have to go back and look. I, I guess I need to go back and read all 12 chapters before I say that. But I, I again, cheating and looking at headings. I know in the 16th chapter, upon the good confession, that's when he talks specifically about resurrection. Peter rebukes him, and he comes back and tells them a few more times after that. I'm not sure that we've heard about resurrection yet. And it's a in this telling of it, and it's a curious thing to me to kind of drop this in here, how kind of mystifying this is to bring up Jonah, to bring up the swallowing, and, and saying this is the great sign. Well, it does bring this about. I think you're talking specifically about Jesus' resurrection or about resurrection in general? Well, I was, talking, I was talking about Jesus' resurrection yeah. is what I was talking about. Well, just real quick, here's, I think, a really powerful thing. Jonah was assigned to Nineveh. Nineveh really did escape judgment for a time, but, you know, they went back into sin, and they got judged later, and Nahum was a prophet that went to them and expressed that judgment, yeah, and they didn't right. repent. That's right. But you know how long they were allowed to continue survival? long enough to bring judgment on Israel when Israel wouldn't repent. Oh. I think there's an underlying message here of when you see Jesus come out three days and three nights after being in the belly of the earth, you need to understand judgment is coming. coming. You better repent. Mm-hmm. And he's greater than Jonah because Jonah, you know, yes, Jonah went into the belly of the well and there therefore was able to come out and that gave these people, even Gentiles, opportunity to repent. But Jesus actually offers the sacrifice that provides for that. He's greater than Jonah. You know what? We need to wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, thank you so much for the day. Thank you for sending your son who is greater than Jonah, who is greater than Solomon, who is greater than the temple. Thank you for, as hard as it was, sacrificing him. We are thankful for that. On this day of Thanksgiving, that is what we are most thankful for, that you have provided salvation by the very sacrifice and blood of your son, the one who did not deserve it. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Lord God, help us today as we are thankful to keep that at the forefront of our minds. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. 
Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. So what kind of cranberry sauce does it need to be with the turkey? What's your cranberry sauce? Yeah, you're not going to like this. I'm a no cranberry sauce guy. I just don't like it. None what, at all? None at all. Yeah, what's yours? Oh, I'm definitely that ocean spray cranberry <laughs> jelly. In, in the can? In the can. Molded, got the little ribs around it. If you get it out of the can correctly, it holds the mold on the plate. <laughs> oh, I love that stuff. Great with turkey, great with the rolls. It's great. Have a happy Thanksgiving, brother. Happy Thanksgiving, brother.